those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. It sounds weird, right? Because we're coming live from the pub. This is going to be a very special podcast. Isn't it? Yep, it's, it's, uh, it's now a public podcast. <laughs> because we are going to drink while we're doing this one. So mm-hmm. quality, oh, well, I don't think the quality could worsen much than it already has. But we're going to try we're and add a flavour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the point. What should we get on the way back? Um, well, what are you having? You're going to have Strongbow. Yeah, probably. What are you going to have? Pure class. Uh, Guinness. Guinness. Probably. Yeah. Okay. But nonetheless, uh, this is going to be the best podcast we ever did. It's going that's to be... It. That's our mission statement. That's our new mission statement. It's, no, it's the Make best... This, the, just this one, the best one. The best damn dids we ever did do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it's just so cheesy, but no, we're British guys, so we we're have sitting to. in in a traditional. I mean, and you don't get much more traditional than with the weather spoons because everything else is pretty much shut down now. Yeah, <laughs> say that though. There's quite a few pubs in your neck of the woods, isn't there? Yeah, but the, one of them's run by the mafia, I think. Which one's that one? The one next to my house. Oh, I don't the, one say the, always, one. the one we always go to. Because they'll kill me. The cool one. Yeah, the yeah. M of G. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. Um, Basically, uh, listeners, this is podcast. Um, yeah, so every time I go in there, I always see like besuited men sitting in like a dark corner talking about stuff. And this pub's like in a location where it's always done badly. There's only ever like five people in there. They couldn't possibly be keeping the business afloat. <laughs> yeah, but true. every week they've got new equipment and like uh, it's had a new refurbishment. And the, the, out, and the outside smoking area is it's beautiful. perfect. And yet they're making no money. Mm. So, have so to stay afloat. I'm onto you, the mafia. So really, it's a money laundering business. Definitely. Oh well, why not? Exactly. I don't blame. Them. Not I that like we condone criminal organised crime, but they could do it, they're a good drop. I do condone it because <laughs> it makes my pub good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the pub. Coming at you live from a necromancer's nutsack, it's me, Nick Lamley. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Freya the Ill Fated. Yeah, so we're back from the pub, and Nick is currently. Well, when we were in the supermarket just now, we we're buying a few more beers to bring home. And Nick said that we had to roll a dice in the supermarket and it would pick us a random drink. So, we have come back, we've got some Guinness for me, Nick's got some Strongbow Cider, and we've both got gin and tonics, <laughs> which is the ultimate winter drink. Um, but British winter drink? No, it's, I don't know, no mold, no, mold wine? Gin and tonics is a summer drink. Yeah, I know that. So maybe we should heat it up. Oh. Should we have some mold gin and tonic? I have <laughs> Anyway, much. shut up. Right. Shut up. We're here, we're back. Round two. Round Ding. round eight, Nick. Oh no, you're talking about the drinks. Drink. Yes, we've got some gin and tonics. Listen. That's gin and tonic you can hear. And we are. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. Tabletop twats. Oh god. I said it first. Alright, tabletop twats. I'm the winner. Alright. This is this is a tabletop RPG show about tabletop RPG I'm not shows. Sure I understand. What? What's that? <laughs> I don't know. Why oh, is that Siri? Yeah. Why is that on? You set her off. 
Hey Siri. <laughs> no, I've turned it off. Now. Oh. <laughs> okay, so um, we. Oh, I'm not oh, sure. I understand. <laughs> Um, this is a tabletop RPG show all about tabletop RPGs, and we've got so many features for you today, it's unbelievable. We've got Nick. We've got the update on the competition. We've got what you've been slaying. We've got the, the main, main subject. subject, which this time is going to be immersion in RPGs. Yep. And then we've got the song fight, the all-famous song fight. <laughs> and then we've got challenges, followed by your listener questions. But... Remember, listeners, that in this cast we're going to be a little bit soused, and I'm I'm already um, you know one beer down, and that's that's making me feel a bit bit dodgy. Feels a bit weird, one, Nick. I feel strange. A bit weird. He's had one ale and he's a mess. So this segment is um, what you've been slaying, and no, this competition is, no. Oh wait, this segment. Is, so this segment is the competition update, and we just want to say. And the reason it's an update is because we're going to extend the competition for a further week because <laughs> it's been shit. So the competition was a jingle competition. You were supposed to make a jingle, a sound clip, anything, and send it into uh, tabletoptoactsgmail.com yep. to win a copy of Made. We had two entries. So I don't know if it's because you guys are a bit shy. Or because you all hate made. Maybe they don't have a microphone. I don't know. We don't know. But do do another entry. But by default, at the moment, we can't have first and second place both part of Harrison's family. Yes. The only entries came in from my mum and from my brother. Um, I will play both entries now. This is my mum's one. Jeppy. Jeppy. And this is my brother's. They're close, but they're not right. Yeah, exactly. They're not members. They they, they are members of my family. Yeah, they are still they, members of your family. But they can't win because that would be ludicrous. <laughs> and I don't like them very much. <laughs> That's not unfair. No, I do. They're all right. They're they're all right. right. They, they do the job. <laughs> <laughs> Oi! Yeah. What you slaying? All right. So this is what you've been slaying. And this is where we talk about what we've been playing this week. I love this bit. Why? Because there's always something going on. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Why? Because I, I hate know, it. I just, I, I'm not, listen, I may be on this podcast, it doesn't mean I'm a fan of it. So we need to talk about what we've been playing this week. Right, so where should we start? Let's start about your newest. I have bought a new product, people, a new old product, and I bought uh, Vampire the Masquerade. And... I'm not running a game of it yet, but I'm going to once I've read the book, and I've been reading through the book. Now, it is dated as fuck, right? Vampire the Masquerade is basically um, a vampire role-playing game mm-hmm. in its simplest terms. It looks really, really fun, but... Um, when did it come out? 90s, I think? 90s, yeah. okay. And it looks and sounds like it's from the 90s. I like when you, the art, when you read it, it, Yeah, the artwork is great, but when you read it, it's kind of like... Very angsty and very emo and stuff. Right, okay. I, I don't know, it, but but I I quite like You're it. You're digging it though. Yes, definitely. I mean, the the game itself seems really cool. You've got loads of different uh, clans of vampire that give you different abilities. Oh yeah, you sent the uh, you sent a couple over to just little snapshots yeah. of the book. And uh, what was it? The one you sent over the zombie, <laughs> the, the fucking. Oh, that was the Semedia. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. That was in one of the supplements in there, like zombie though. vampires. Yeah, yeah, it seems really good fun. Um, I'm gonna run a game of that and. Uh, hopefully soon it should be should be really fun but basically the um, 
actual rule book is amazing. It's so well presented. It's got like these letters from vampires in there. You've got like this amazing sort of Sin City comic book type artwork. It's got all the rules nice. in there, obviously. It's got extra rules for LARPing if you want to do it. You was telling me um, down the pub that you feel that the um, some of the GM advice is some of the best yeah, stuff you've um, read. It gives you this like whole bit about how to be a GM. Nice. And it's like, before it gets into the rules, it gives you everything you need to know. What a GM is, what you should do, what you definitely shouldn't do, when you need to break the rules, and Ooh. like all the complex cool stuff, but in very simple, easy to understand terms. So it's like, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, as for advice for GMs, I find like, in every book, they just explain to you what a role-playing game is, and then just say, yeah, then go and do the rules. And you're like, yeah, off you go. Yeah, and they don't but give you any kind of. Um, I don't know. You need it, if it's, especially if it's your first time. You you need it to be a little laid out. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of mentoring just to help you kind of because you're like, what do I do now? Though, but Vampire does it really well. Where it, I feel like it sort of it gives you a lot of um, advice beforehand. And I think if you were going to run a game and this was the first one you ever picked up, you'd probably be well equipped because uh, it's very well written and, and um, concise as to how to be a good DM, not yeah. just how to run a game. Is there a special name for uh, for said? Oh, they call it Storyteller. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I, I love that, obviously. And they call the players the Children of the Night. Oh, really? No, nice. they don't really. Oh, oh, I totally <laughs> bought that. <laughs> and the dice are the bones of decision. The right, shut up. Tabletop <laughs> 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 twats. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Let's talk about our group, our physical real group. Our real group has started. Where it all started. We started a game of Pathfinder <laughs> this week. Nick's drunk. Um, we we yeah. played a game of Pathfinder this week, and um, it's a brand new campaign, long campaign by a brand new DM, who's our friend James. So I've 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 done my little turn on Savage Worlds um, for my first go, and now we've handed it over to Mr. Pumpkin himself, James that, Clark, who was on episode three, wasn't talking he? about what he loves, Pathfinder. Yes, and it's so apparent that he you know loves the game and stuff because he's running it very well. But yeah. I won't go on about him too much because nobody gives a shit. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> his campaign was really really good fun. Very we good. are. Um, investigators mm -hmm. like forensic investigators kind of thing in a fantasy world and well it's almost a fantasy world but at the same time it's not because it's a modern setting it's got some modern trappings that, yeah. like things like um, electricity and things like that mm -hmm. work via magic, magic. yeah um, and it's really good because we have to investigate there's been seven girls that have gone missing in the last seven months and yeah. we're investigating the latest one, mm -hmm. and our boss, who's an orc called Max Fury, <laughs> yeah. um, has sent us on our quest. And, and literally, it was one of those games that was just all role-playing. It mm -hmm. was so much fun because it's one of those ones where you look at it and you go, fuck, I didn't do anything this week. But in actual fact, we did so much. There was so much um, like little things going on. But what we did is we left our office, went to the pub to get a lunch, yep. and then started drinking ale. Yep. And we then it. We, we went to the town where the murder took place, but we didn't actually get there. Well, Because yeah. we were going through the woods, and Nick has picked a druid, <laughs> and I picked a wizard. First and time then, I've been using magic. Yeah, and the first time here as well. So it's fucking awesome. Then we got Sean's character, who is uh, Larry Burns, who's a paladin. Lorkin. And so <laughs> the three of us were venturing through the woods trying to get to um, the town yeah. where the murder took place to go and investigate it. 
and uh, we got attacked by a dire hyena and an owlbear. A fucking owlbear, yeah. And I know what you Pathfinder or D&D, &D, uh, you know, guys are going to think. That's, that encounter is way too high for us. Level one. Um, yeah, and James knew that, um, but he let us go through it anyway. And <laughs> Thanks, mate. We nearly died. Yeah, so one, one HP left for me, so we crawling around. right the fuck back around yeah. and went back to... My house. Your house. <laughs> yeah. Go and recover. Have a nice cup of tea. So that's about as far as we got in the fucking investigation. But we killed the motherfuckers. And yes, to be fair, I tried to reason with them because my uh, my character is... Um, a druid and you got wild empathy. got wild empathy, so at one point I was like, look, I'm going to just try and talk to them. And they're like, hey guys, come on. We're sorry we came over and stuff, but, you know, no need to bite us and that. And uh, they weren't digging it at all. And in They the weren't end, having it, mate. No. They're animals. So we had to put them down. But it was a shame because uh, it was just because I fucking <laughs> rolled, rolled a crit, didn't I? Crit critical failure, so... So, yeah, then we had to kill them. We had to and that's them. the way shit's done in Pathfinder. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Oh, God. I could have died, Nick. <laughs> you got a walk home. Oh, God. <laughs> it's only, like, 50 miles. <laughs> What do you guys think happened? One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. Well, that's kind of far out. Mazes and Monsters is a far out game. Swords, poison, spells, battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. Is it? I'll be talking to you. Did you want to um, talk about Hackmaster? No. No, we'll leave that. No, no, I did really want to. I yeah. really want to talk about it, Nick. Let's, let's hear about your hack. Let's hear about your hack. <laughs> All right. Listen, I bought an old school RPG, another old school Why? RPG, because I like them. Because this podcast, let's be honest though, this podcast has made us want to try more shit. Want to well, fucking yeah. try more shit because it's like there's more stuff to talk about and there's so much, there's a wealth of shit out there. But I bought a new product because I was, I was, um, Looking into AD&D a little bit, I've played it once, it's overly complicated, unless you're playing with somebody that's played since they were born, it's, it's really, really <laughs> unlikely that the game's going to flow well. But back in the day, there was a rival to D&D made called Hackmaster, and it was supposed to strip out all the boring stuff. The bad boy. But by today's standards, it's um, still very, very complicated. Okay. But complicated in a way that never inhibits fun right. sort of thing. So I bought a copy of Hackmaster, and it's out of print, so it's fucking expensive, right? Um, on Amazon, it's 30 quid for the PHB, and then 30 quid PHB. for Player's Handbook. Oh, right. I was like, and, then, and then 30 quid for the Dungeon Master's Guide. And I was just like, man... I want to play it, but 60 quid, like, I, I don't know, man. And then I went on to um, the Google thing where you can... You know the Google thing? The Google thing, but Google. Yeah, but Google. And Bagu I went Google and the, Jamal. Um, yeah. I went on to the shopping bit and just typed in Hackmaster Player's Guide. Yeah. And it comes up with the cheapest option. So uh, the charity shop in England called Oxfam... What's that? It's... Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it, anyway, they had one copy in the entire country. Fuck. And I was like, I'm going to snap that up. So I got it yeah. for 12 quid. Whoa. It's like under what, half of what it's actually worth. But you got to wait to Take six, that, Africa. Six, six weeks to, uh, to get it. Yeah, it takes a while to get it. But nonetheless, <laughs> I've ordered it. And I've ordered the DM guide as well. Um, so I should have those very soon. Sweet. So more to come on Hackmaster. I'm excited. Yes. 
And then you also bought a new product, didn't you, Nick? I did. Well, I bought two, but one's a product. One's a product. Let me do it. 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 Splurge because it's fucking awesome, and um, yeah, so I picked up um, an adventure module or book of adventure modules, should I say? It's six of them, it's called Nameless Horror, um, and it's six adventures within from the new Call of Cthulhu ting. And um, so, the whole premise of uh, of it is like it's you know, it's, it's a nameless um, enemy that's against you, kind of thing, so you can't put it into a, it's Yag Sloth off or it's Cthulhu, it's it's all like my dad. <laughs> well, I don't know. Haven't uh, haven't fought your dad yet. <laughs> you don't want to fight him. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going I'm so sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. I'm gonna name the horror. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds really cool, man. So it sounds quite cool. Um, it's come out. It come out with the um, so the people, the lucky people. Well, I do feel a bit sorry for the people of the Kickstarter for Cthulhu because they've been waiting for this for about three years. But from what I've been reading. Yeah, but it's worth it, mate. But man, is it worth it. I was just about to say. Um, yeah, and I've also picked up the player's handbook. I know Sean's got it, but I feel like I've got to get the full set. And if I'm going to run a decent game at some point, I need to get the player's handbook. Absolutely, well. mate. And, and it's it, lovely. So I'm waiting for that to get delivered. But uh, we've spoken about, about the, the, the books before, but they are fucking awesome. So go and buy Fuck, Fuck, Call of Cthulhu. Yes. Fuck. And one last thing, speaking of deliveries, um, we should say. Oh, yes, we, we did receive a package from a listener. Gary McCallum sent us a package. The fucking post in this country. The is, post office are bastards. Yeah, we, we. Okay, so it's delivered to Nick's house, but he wasn't in. So they put a fucking, you know, we. I'm sorry you weren't in. Uh, thing. It's down the local office that's never open conveniently. But Nick went to go and collect it when it was open for like the five minutes it's open every time the moon aligns in the sky. Yeah, and, and I literally legged it down there so there's no parking around there at all. So I fucking bombed it down there, ran in out of breath and was like, Parcel, Canada. And he was like, no, and I didn't have it. They didn't have it there. So fucking idiots. They've sent it to some sort of sorting office and we're going to get it soon. But I just want to thank Gary for sending it in yeah. because... and we're desperate to get hold of it. I would say... I, look, I know I've only known Gary for a short amount of time, mm-hmm. but I would say he's my best friend in the world. I might have to agree. Hello, my name's Jackie Chan. <laughs> and he won Oscar. <laughs> Did he? He won Did something the other day, finally. Did you see? He won an Oscar? He finally won, yeah, I think so. For what? For like the making a million, just making a lot of films and getting hurt. Things. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. He won something. No, not an Oscar, because the Oscars aren't on, is it? My name's Jackie Chan. <clears throat> I won Oscar for most times broken bone. And lots of film. I listen to... Th- Why are you opening a beer now? <laughs> I'm doing the jingle because I took my watch off. Let's interrupt you somehow. Okay, fine. <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> Me check it. That's, that's going to be the jingle, I think. Oh, no. Okay, um, that's awful. I've Sorry. got another one. Um, do some more. My name's Robert Mugabe. <laughs> no, no, no. What the fuck? Sorry, no. I'm cutting that out. My name's Robert Mugabe. No, that's racist. Nick, stop it. It's not. It's just me breathing inwards and talking. Hello. Me. Me. No. See? It is racist. Bleep that. Okay, I will bleep it. No, shut up. Right, okay. <laughs> so the next <laughs> the next bit is main subject. Main subject. Main subject. <laughs> Sorry. 
So this is the main subject of the podcast, Ooh, and today we subject. are talking about immersion. Now we're going to try and do this. Su- Fucking hell! <laughs> so we're going to try. Do you want that out of a glass or no? Out of the can, mate. So we're going to try and do this. Old and school. Succinctly. <laughs> this is going to be the worst podcast ever. So we're going to try and keep this succinct. Should guys. just call it bonus and get away with it. Nick, shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is the main subject, and this subject is immersion. It's a very, very big subject, and we're going to try and do it in a short amount of time. Hot topic. Hot topic. Um, But how does one get immersed? Mm. You know, what is immersion? Mm -hmm. Why does it feel disgusting when you down gin and tonic? Yeah, why am I drunk ready? These are the questions <laughs> we, we need seek to, to answer. No. So, well, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about immersion. And we're going to try to offer some tips, um, you know, that, that you can use in any type of setting, hopefully. Um, so, without further ado, let's go. Some A bit of friendly advice. So, first of all, what is immersion, Nick? Well, basically, when a, a heating element... Incorrect. Oh. Wait, what are you talking about, heat element? Well, when a heating element goes inside a tank, like a water tank, it's immersed in within the tank, and then you turn it on and it heats it no, up. No, it's nothing to do with heaters. Oh, immersion heaters. No. I told you I'd be good at this fucking subject. No, no, it's, no you're so wrong. Oh, we're not talking work. I'm so sorry. It's not about work. But listen to me, Nick. But Immer- you said, Nick... Stop talking! Shit! Right. Nick thinks we're talking about something else, but we're not talking about something else. Okay? We're talking about this. Right. So, immersion is... If you're immersed in an RPG, right, it means you feel like you're really there. Or at least you're, you're so into it that, that you're blocking everything around you out. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're in a book and the picture is, you're reading it and the picture is vivid in your mind and you're really, really into it. That's what immersion is. Yeah. That's, it, 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 it's like losing yourself. Exactly. And there are several ways to achieve this. With, when you're playing D&D, you're role-playing, right? And you're assuming the role of a character. So you, you, realistically, you realistically want people to feel as if they are that character. So they can role-play better. And, and it will end up being a better game. Yeah. So we're going to offer a, a few, few little pointers here. And uh, Things first that of all... Our, yeah, we, I mean, we get, we get involved, don't we? So I don't know. Exactly. We, we, How all, we do it. All of our games, you know, we're very, very much... Um, we're into them to the point where they affect us in real life emotionally. Well, absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, as Ryan told before, he gets... I mean, we all do, though. We all get behind it. Maybe we're just... Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that, man. But the thing is... The number one rule, the first rule, right? We're going to talk about the rules. The What's rules. the rules? And uh, hey, hey, you better listen to the rules, buddy. Rule number one, buddy. And um, that is know your players, mm-hmm. right? Because immersion isn't this catch-all term. Not everybody gets immersed the same way. Some yeah. people get immersed by descriptive text or whatever. Some people get immersed by the mathematics. Yeah, exactly. So know your fucking players. You want to know what they enjoy because mm-hmm. if you know what they enjoy, you'll know how to create a game that that really gets them into it and gets them immersed in it. Exactly. And um, yeah. So I think the best way to do this right is not to just ask everyone up front and go up to them and be like, "What do you like? Yeah, what do you like? Do you like money? The money is that good money?" <laughs> Is that what you want? Do you like emotional story? Have I got to pay you to come and fucking play? Yeah, will you play then? It's not like that. Don't ever fucking do that, right? What you got to do is, I would say, take it a little bit easy on the first session. 
keep things a little bit low key. Open. Let them do what they want to do. Open, exactly. Open. And then see what they what, do. Exactly. Because they like they might go, oh, this guy has money. We should go here. Something simple like that. Or they might go, no, the boss said we have to do this. Oh, so now you know they're motivated by... Um, authority, or yep. but, uh, or they might go. We should go here. It sounds interesting, and you'll be like, okay, now you know they're motivated by a story or whatever. Yep. Or someone might just crack a joke instantly, and you'll be like, okay, might be a bit slapstick. The next point we wanted to talk about was believability, Nick. Believability, buff. But what are you talking about, Nick? I don't believe ya. It's a fantasy game, so surely it it's doesn't matter if it's believable. Fucking believable, is it? A lot, of, like a lot of people say, right? That you need to suspend your disbelief when you're when you're playing an RPG, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing something with fucking wizards and spells and shit like that. Like it's all make believe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So 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 why why bother with believability? And it doesn't mean that there needs to be that everything needs to be scientifically accurate or no. any fucking shit like that. What it means is that you need to make sure that your world makes sense. It's still governed by yeah. laws. Exactly. Like it, whether it be physical laws or whatever. Yeah, or there's laws of the way magic works or things yeah. like that. This is one of the main fucking complaints I have about Doctor Who, is that, is that in that universe, pretty much anything can happen. There's no rules, and the amount of deus ex machina in there and stupid bullshit that comes out of fucking nowhere that makes no fucking sense never that was never explained. Never got into it. Oh, it's dog shit. It I've is never awful. Got into it. it is awful. I'm sorry to any Doctor Who fans. I fucking hate that show. It makes no fucking sense. And it's like, that is an idea, uh, an idea of something that's not believable because you have to spend your disbelief to a ridiculous degree. I do know uh, he's got one tool that can fix everything, though. I yeah. wouldn't mind that at work. With sonic screwdriver. Sonic screwdriver. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one of them. Could Fuck do with it, that no. for my marriage. No. I'm just <laughs> sonic no. screwdriver. What are you trying to say? Uh, let's not read. <laughs> anyway, listen. The point is right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, with it's a belie- crap sound. We have to get glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with um, believability, it, it, what I'm saying is, is that you. Um, I think the world needs rules. I do as it well. It sounds and boring. people can take the piss as well. Yeah. If there's no um, con- con- if there's no constraints in any kind of way, the player can just be like, "Well, I'm just going to fucking jump thirty feet, do this, do that, do the other," and you're just like, "Well, hold on a minute," because give me a chance as a GM. To be able to make something happen, you exactly. can't just take and also, the if you have this this unbelievable world, right? That has this shit where shit can come out of nowhere. The players will get bored of it because yeah. eventually they're going to come up against the boss that does something that doesn't make any fucking sense, and they're going to hate it. And that that pulls you out of a game. That's where immersion fucking fails because people go fuck that that's so unfair mm. and it's like instead of seeing this awesome story that organically makes sense what they see is the dm's hand making something unfair yeah and as a result like it breaks the fourth wall and suddenly you're out of the fucking game because you were like he just put that in there to be a dick the last tip i wanted to share on believability was um environmental storytelling this is something we see all the time in fucking video games, right? Where you have graffiti scrawled on a wall, or you'll see um, the way a room is laid out almost tells a story. Like, yeah. like you know, you might notice a, a suitcase is under bed. They were thinking of leaving when they died. I don't know. It's something. left slightly open a bit. Whatever. Funny. But do that. Do that in your RPGs, for Christ's sake. I've played so many with other groups, and, and I've seen so many that, that fail to do this. 
do environmental storytelling. It requires a bit more description from the DM. You may be with a group that finds that boring, so don't do it if they don't, but do it fucking anyway, right? Just make little details to each room that they go into. Little notes, yeah. Because they aren't the first person to have gone into that room. Make sure that what what is in that room makes sense and tells a fucking story. However mundane it might be, right? You can it can be as simple as you go into the house and you see that the fridge is full of beer. Yeah, and then the party will know that um, the guy liked the drink. These priorities of alcohol. It's so. Yeah. It's so. Um, but then the thing is, they start talking about that, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there as a GM going, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, as well, like. That kind of stuff, it really, really creates a believable world because we do it in real life. When you see something like that, you instantly form a picture in your mind of what happened before you got there. Judge something instantly, yeah. Yeah, precisely. Everybody and people do quickly. it in games yeah. too. So so take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. That's that's just a simple point. Like it doesn't mean that your game's gonna be epic because the fridge was full of beer. But it, <laughs> what, what it does mean is that is that it creates a believable world that people yeah. see that and they, they think that like Oh yeah, yeah, this is pretty cool that that's in there. Mm-hmm. But we've talked way too long about this subject, so let's move on. It's good though. Just to let you know, um, I feel a little bit weird. I've had three drinks of alcohol, and uh, I don't feel quite right. Nick is uh, currently talking to his wife. His wife is a very, very sexy woman. Um, I should never say that on a podcast. But, uh... <laughs> fuck you, Nick. <laughs> I win. I win at the wives. Uh, you'll be, my lawyer will be in touch. Stop fucking around with the microphone. Who just wrecked the mic? <laughs> no. Who's that? That ain't me. I've that put was my you. phone on silent. This is not mine. Where has that come from then? This is awful radio. I'm trying Nick, this is the worst. <laughs> and we're back for my benefit of my dick o phone. Right, we've had a <laughs> bit more to drink, and I'm sorry. I just want to say I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> we've rambled so much in this podcast. It's the drunk pod. Okay, right, so the next thing, right, with immersion yes. is diversity, right? Not the dancing group. No, that's what I was talking about, right? Get them to dance out the act. Currently on I'm a Celebrity. Who the fuck <laughs> is gonna know about that? Our <laughs> lessons are from America. Everyone in Britain. Okay, so there's a dance act called diversity. Nobody gives a fuck. Someone's right. in it. Nick, stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. Right, okay, so listen to me now, to my words. Mm-hmm. Diversity in games, it's really important for immersion. It actually creates a more believable world. How does it do this, Nick? Well, diversity, what I mean by that is um, what you got to do is have a diversity. All right, good. Okay, bye. Bye. No, um, what you want to do is have a diverse range of situations. And what I don't, what I don't mean by that is... Um, Things such as having loads of different puzzles, loads of different battles. What I mean is a diverse uh, range of emotional shit, yeah. okay? So you, if you want to have a comedy game, go ahead, right? 
But I think in your life, think about your life, listener, and think about what happens in your life. Look inside. Look inside the mind. Of yourself. And you will see that in actual fact, throughout your life, even in normal situations, you experience a diverse range of emotions. Mm. And you want to put that in your game, right? I think all games should have comedy, and I think all games should have anger. I think all games should have sadness. All of this stuff, it sounds so pretentious, but... It is important, right? If you're doing a long campaign, make it have a diverse range of emotions going on, right? Don't keep it one note. By all means, create a super serious campaign, but allow bits of comedy because that is just life. People, characters in real life, you know, they will joke to get out of situations. They'll make stupid shit up. They'll yep. even do stuff that in retrospect seems funny when it really angered them at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that if you have a diverse range of like shit in your campaign, it always makes it more believable because that's what actual life is like. And I know that I sound so pretentious when I'm saying this, but you it's pretentious just, fuck. That's me. But it's so true. <laughs> I'm here all night. It's so true. We've had campaigns, haven't we? Oh yeah, we're on a third drink. Okay. <laughs> we've, we've had campaigns, haven't we? Where like I've been so angry at you. Yeah. So fucking angry. If I've been DMing. In GURPS, I was like, seriously, is this game just out to kill us? And I've played Call of Cthulhu as my first game. So, you know, a bit, you know, a bit of a baptism of fire. But going you had that, and you had moments where you laughed so hard that you shat yourself. Yeah, all over the floor. It was a fucking nightmare. And then, but then you've also had, like, you know, moments of, of sadness where yeah. certain characters have died or certain bad shit has happened or whatever and it, it all adds to this realistic experience because you feel like that, that it's more real because you're having to deal with a diverse range of shit yeah even if you're doing like a sort of grim dark apocalypse campaign there are going to be moments where all the characters are together they're hanging out and they just um, make light of a shitty situation exactly everyone does it in real life and you should do it in your game do you know what's quite funny as well I like that you mentioned that it's almost like you had to shoot off in our last um, last game and we had a bit of downtime when we was about to start the game and me and Sean were like well what would be happening right now it would just uh, so James gave us a bit of background and we literally just started sh shooting the breeze about nothing building character relationships straight away you um, see some people right they hate that kind of shit because they want a serious campaign or they want a comedy campaign or, or they're playing Call of Cthulhu and they just want pure horror and it's like Look, I understand that, right? You can have a Call of Cthulhu campaign and have the main focus be horror. Yeah. But you should certainly have these moments of downtime where where there's funny shit happening or something sad that's going on or something because it makes it feel more real simply because you're doing stuff and experiencing emotions as you would if you were really there. Yeah. It, you're putting yourself in their shoes, aren't you? Mm -hmm. And if... You are sitting about, and it's a time when you you know you have to sit about because statistically you have to sit there to replenish your hit points. You would be talking shit. I was on an elevated platform, and first I get a plus one on my javelin. My pint overflowed, and now. Uh... Do you remember when I was talking about how good this kitchen roll was, and you guys were like, "What the fuck is Nick talking about?" And then Sean was like, "Yeah, man, I know about that." Yeah, yeah, that's some sick kitchen roll. You want to see why? Check it out. Gin eye all over the oh place. My God. This is amazing. I told you. It sucks up the moisture. You, need, you might need one more. No, 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 no. We're cool, mate. Look at that. Cool. Look at that. Two sheets. Two sheets, mate. To two clean up the sheets to spill up the village. <laughs> <laughs>
My name's Adam Rickman. No, it isn't. Oh. Daniel. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. This is awful. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. <laughs> we really... Bad radio coming at you. We really need to get through this main subject. Are we still fucking doing that? Shut oh, up, Lord Nick. God. Shut up forever. Okay, we really need to talk about this main subject, okay? Right, so the next point we want to make is all about game flow. What you got to do is keep your game flowing. Oh. How do you do this? Nick, stop making noises. <laughs> He's just okay. vaping. <laughs> right, okay. So, game flow, right. I think, now this is also really pretentious, but I remember Steve Jobs once said, good technology should be invisible to the user. <laughs> right, it's a shitty quote from an evil overlord that has created a hideous capitalist environment surrounding music that enslaves us all. Fuck off, I but, like my iPhone. Fuck you for your iPhone. I like my iPhone. I've got an iPhone. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. Um, right, so, <laughs> anyway, okay, right. My point is, right, is that I, I do agree with him in a certain aspect, because that quote can be used for a lot. In an RPG, a good RPG, what the DM is doing should be fucking invisible to the players, right? I... Obviously, they still need to roll and shit like that. But I think there should never be a moment where you have to stop the fun to fucking flick through a book or, um, you know, do something where the the DM is like, oh, I don't know, I haven't made this bit. No, bullshit. You should, if you're the DM, right, and you don't have an idea of, of what's in that area, you should know your world well enough to, to come up with something on the spot yeah. and keep Anything. it flowing. Yeah. You nearly done that to me in my game, and I threw something completely random, and it lasted a good 45 minutes, and I was like, whew, breathing space. Exactly. And one of the best tips I can give with this is, um, I think... What a lot of people do, the reason they hesitate is because they worry that they're going to put in something. When this comes up, right, they'll go, like, the players will go, I want to go to this area. The DM hasn't got it mapped out. They don't know what kind of animals are there. They don't know this, that, and the other. Doesn't matter. And, no, it doesn't matter. And a lot of DMs, what they do is they think to themselves, oh, fucking hell, like, I really have to think about this because I could put in something that will fuck up the game. You're right. You absolutely could. If you if you put no thought into something and think it up on the spot, you could break the fucking game. True. Yeah. But don't worry about that. Put it in there anyway. Because if you chances are, yeah, chances are you won't fuck it up. And even if you do, you've got a week to think of something. Mm-hmm. So um, a good example would be, let's say for instance, they go into like a forest, and all the animals there don't make fucking sense. All your players are going hang on a minute, none of these animals make sense. They shouldn't be here. They don't live in this environment. Whatever, right? The DM, then you go, you realise you've made a fuck up and, and you're looking at it and you go, fuck, I put these animals in the wrong place. They shouldn't be here. Don't then turn around and say to them, yeah, you know what, I'll change it. Just say to them, yeah, it is weird that these, these animals are in this place. Isn't it just... And then, then, in the week where you're preparing for the next episode or the month or whatever, make it make sense. Yeah. Have it so that there was some guy that were, that had transported all these exotic creatures to this forest. Anything, yeah. Anything. You've got some time to link it up. You've got... You can make it make sense. So, if there's ever a point where you feel like the game flow is going to be interrupted, make something up. Mm-hmm. And make it make sense as, like, to the best of your ability. And the same goes for fucking game rules as well. If 
there's a game rule that you're not sure on. Mm-hmm. You know the system, you know. You'll know it well enough to be playing it. So you're only going to be a fucking bonus or a fucking penalty, isn't it? Yes, yeah, something day. like that. And if you if 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 you like don't know the rule, just come up with something. Pull something out of your ass. You know the system well enough if you're already playing it mm-hmm. to be able to know what's fair and what isn't. Pull something out of your ass. But pop it out. Exactly. Let pop, everyone appreciate it. Let everyone appreciate it. But um, oh, then, then really bad men and women. Then good, enjoy that. But then, in the in, like I said, in the week following up, you can read up on that rule and get yep. it right for the next one. Exactly, simple. That's and that's a good way to keep game flow going. Keep it going, motherfucker. That's your flow, mofo. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. My name's Alan Rickman, and I'm Jen. No, wait. My name's also Alan Rickman. No, I'm I'm, no, Alan. I'm no, no, I'm the real Alan Rickman. No, wait, I'm Alan Rickman. <laughs> but I'm not. No, wait. No, what? But no, I'm Alan no, Rickman. No, shush. I'm la- uh, tabletop twats. <laughs> Nick, we're never drinking again when we're doing this, this podcast. This is fucking abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. Cheers. Uh, cheers. I'll put mine into a glass. Um, so the next one we want to talk about is common pitfalls. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing we're talking about is common pitfalls. <laughs> <laughs> there's one right there. I just um, I was Don't pouring I was yeah. pouring out my Guinness into a glass and I squeezed it and it burst onto the table. And your arm. <laughs> Okay. So the the fast, the the last thing we wanted to speak about was extras. (laughs) No, God, you're a fuck. So the last thing we wanted to speak about was extras and props and things like that. But we got a question about it later, so we're going to return to this topic later. Yeah. But to summarise, right? Make your game believable. Have it have believable, understandable rules, right? Then, keep it diverse, have a diverse range of emotions, and lastly, keep the game flowing. That's what you want to do, and you will hopefully have an immersive world. There are many, many other things you can do specific to systems, but all of these tips work for any system. So, It works for us anyway. It certainly does. Thank you. And go fuck yourself. Because we're a bit pissed. (laughs) I'm old man. I've had too much fighting juice. Song fight! So this um, segment is Song Fight, where we <laughs> battle our songs. And we have to make songs on RPG subjects, and they always have a criterion. A criterion! And, and this week's criterion was um, that, cover you, that motherfucker. you had to make a cover version of an existing song, but make the RPGs... Make the lyrics about RPGs. Make the RPGs. I've had too many Guinness. Oh, he's getting up. So you have to make the you have to do a cover song and make the lyrics about RPGs. Yes. So who wants to go first this week? Uh, should we roll dice? I'm gonna use the bone dice because we keep rattling on about it, but it's fucking cool. We're gonna roll a dice and we're gonna do whoever rolls the highest number. Because that's what RPGs are all about. And we're rolling Nick's bone dice. Bone of dice. Oh! (laughs) Okay, I got a one. So I'm hoping you roll a one also. 
I got okay. four, motherfucker. You're going first. Okay. Explain yourself, Nick. What is your song? Right, okay, so my song is all four again, as always. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have reworked the lyrics to a very popular song from the Imagine Dragons, which is radioactive, and I've taken the catchy title of Dice Rolling Active. <laughs> it's creative, I'll give it that. <laughs> um, right. yeah. That's cool, man. So it's shit, have a listen. actually pretty good man um i will it's say not. that no 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 i think that you you need to give yourself for some more credit i'm getting a little bit better yeah it's better it's than you've always got an unfair advantage on me because you know how to use fucking shit but 
I know how to use some fucking shit. That's true, but I'm learning. No, no, that, that, that was your best one yet. I mean, uh, that's not saying a lot. But I can't sing though. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was pretty good, man. Your singing was Thank was uh, all right. But next up, um, I want to play my song. And you this, to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell the fans. Actually, we can't call them fans, can we? I'm going to tell the, call the fans. I'm going to tell the unfortunate they people. They can be bothered to listen to this. Exactly. Um, I did a cover of Christine and the Queens and Ooh. their song Tilted, and uh, I made it about dwarves. <laughs> and this song is called Dwarven. Lovely. Hello, my name is Jenny Rumblebottom, a dwarf woman. This song is about the misconceptions regarding dwarves. We're not that bad. Have a beer with us sometime. Or give us a hug. We are cuddly too, you know. Everybody thinks that dwarves are mean Solve all of our problems violently And they think that we are all short That's not true, my mate's three foot four I am actually nice Can't help it if I'm dwarven And I am actually nice can't help it if I I am actually nice Can't help it if I'm dwarven I am actually nice Can't help it if I'm dwarven Oh, and yes, dwarven women have beards but it doesn't mean we can be fabulous. Bet you think that dwarves like booze. Tiny little guys that will steal your shoes. Well, I only drink eight pints at a night. I don't know how those shoes got there. I am actually nice. Can't help it if I'm dwarven. I am actually nice. Can't help it if I, I am actually nice Can't help it if I'm dwarven, I am actually nice Can't help it if I'm dwarven Far over the misty mountains cold To dungeons deep and caverns old We must away ere break of day To find our long forgotten gold The pines were roaring on the heights the winds were moaning on the night. The fire was red, its flaming spread. The trees like torches blaze with light. I'm doing my face with magic marker. I haven't written any lyrics for this bit. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, I really, you know, am sorry. This has been a... Uh, I'm so ashamed. But I'll just say something about dwarves, I guess. Uh, dwarves like mead. I am actually nice, can't help it if I'm dwarven I am actually nice, can't help it if I I am actually nice, can't help it if I'm dwarven I am actually nice, can't help it if I'm dwarven So that's my song mate very nice. Yes. I like it. Yeah, I mean, the original song oh, had, a, had a verse that was rapped in French, but I decided to take the, the song from the Hobbit movies and rap that instead. As you do. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got to do it, man. you got to do it. But, um, I'm, yeah, yeah. So, basically, what we want you guys to do is get on the Google+. Plus. Nick's going to put a vote Get on there. the Google+. Plus. 
I didn't say bastard's done. Why did you, inter say Why did you interrupt me with that? You felt that was more important than song fight, Nick. Song fight! Oh, no. We got Nick's stop. had too many boots. Gotta stop drinking. <laughs> gotta stop drinking. <laughs> Alright, listen. Sorry. Shut, sorry. shut it. Sorry. Shut it. I'm sorry. You shut it. Also, listeners, shut up. Right. Stop laughing into your pint. Okay. Alright, here's the dizzle, guys. Mm -hmm. We want you to get on the Google Plus. Nick's gonna put a... Nick's gonna put a vote up there. And he's gonna make... What the fuck am I even speaking about? Go into the Google Plus, vote for our songs this yes. week. And let's I, know who I you hope like. you like them, but I really don't blame you if you didn't. Alright, love you. Bye. But this is not a phone call. No, it is. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> okay, so this is the Chamber of Challenges, and we um, set challenges for each other every week. Yeah. And this week, I've got a very, very, very interesting challenge for you. I call it Stupid Ass Internet Explorer Thesaurus Game. Oh, okay. Now, what this is, right, is what I've done is I've taken the names of popular RPGs and put them through a thesaurus on the internet that barely works and you have to figure out what game it is and I'll give you the titles and you have to figure out which one it is. Okay. Okay, do you understand even though you've had some drinking? Um, yeah. Okay, good. I grasp it, let's put it up. Okay, so number one, Highway Appropriator. Now think about this. Think about it really well, Nick, because you will learn some Pathfinder. Yes, Highway Appropriator was Pathfinder. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! It's so shit, man. Oh the thesaurus I use. Pathway Appropriator. Okay, so number two, cells and hydras. This one actually annoyed me. Oh, well, that'd be um, that's something like um, was it cells and hydras? Mm-hmm. Don't uh, hydra. Dragons, yes. Dungeons and Dragons? It is. And the reason this fucked me off what because the fuck? a Hydra is not a dragon, it's a Thesaurus. Snake, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a several headed snake. Oh, and it's thing. a snake, isn't it? It's a snake, isn't it? Alright, uh, number three. Barbaric natures. Beasts and barbarians. No, that oh. one was actually Savage Worlds. Oh, really? Yeah, it came up with barbaric natures for some Fuck's reason. Fuck's sake. Okay, number four. Beast, the carnival. Vampire the Masquerade? <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, the old alcohol's making me smart, isn't it? So the, the, so, the, so the, the fuck, the <laughs> So the thesaurus come up with beast instead of vampire, so it's beast to the carnival. That's okay, cool. five, au pair. Mate. Yep. Yay! Six, cosmic imitation. Cosmic imitation. Um, what's a shadow run? But I don't think it's right. Unfortunately, not. That was Solar Echoes. Man. Oh, of course, yeah. Cosmic just, it, imitation. It was there. I was grasping it by the fucking side. Okay, like, anyway. the last one. Blanket broad act assuming arrangement. <laughs> Blanket broad act assuming arrangement. Gathering, oh, I don't know. The gathering of dogs. Oh, 
yeah. No, it's not that. It's not that. Oh, but you were going to say that. I thought I was right already. No, you weren't. Uh, no. Okay, so blanket broad act assuming arrangement is generic use universal. GURPS. Yes. So GURPS stands for generic universal role playing system, and it was blanket broad act assuming arrangement. <laughs> act assuming arrangement. <laughs> and uh, that's the quiz. I nailed it. No, you, I'm not sure that you did. I've did got you? loads right. Wait, 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 because I wasn't keeping track of this. So Fuck off. You had I've one, loads two, right. three, four. You had four out of seven. What? So, yeah, you win. Uh, you, you win, should, I guess. Listeners, if you think that I got more than that, please let me know. Don't ever let us know. I don't give a fuck what you yes. think. Yes. <laughs> you fuck off. <laughs> you fuck off. Right, so my challenge is I'm just going to give you a drink. <laughs> okay. Wait, really? I'm going to give you a antihistamine. No, 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 no. And a no. bit of red wine. Nick is actually going into his booze cupboard. I'm really worried. <laughs> Nick, is this real? Yeah. What are you doing? He's gone into his cupboard. I, I'm really genuinely worried. Nick! What? Don't! Why is, my, why is this my challenge? What are you doing? Nick, stop it. I, I, think, I think he's wanking in there. This is hard for Sophie now. Sorry, mate. So, what the fuck is this, man? Sorry, mate. Okay, so my challenge is a bit barbaric, but considering it's a uh, drink-along episode, I thought I'd uh, get into the fucking spirit of it. In front of me, I have a shot glass. Hold on, let me just turn it around so you can get the full effect. Oh, you've got it already? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't it's, sh- it's like a ceramic shot glass with a m- moustache on it, and, it, and, and it's and got mis- some sort of hideous dark liquid in it. Yes. So, okay, so my challenge is called Perception Check. And um, basically, you need to down my little shot, mustachioed shot of nasty. Yeah. And perceive what's inside and tell me. So I have to tell, I have to try and figure out what drinks are in this. Yeah. So you've got to do a wine taster kind of thing. Tell me what you're getting. Fuck, man. What, what you're getting. It smells like diesel. What you're getting notes, <laughs> what you're getting notes of. Uh, I'm getting notes of diesel. Okay, so let's Pub car park. Three, two. No, I'm not going to down it. Can I sip it? No, you got to down it. Mm. I fucking spilled it on myself. <laughs> what the fuck? What, oh. what are you getting? <laughs> it tastes like... There might be a little bit left. You can sip the last bit. Just to get a double check. Okay, okay. I think I've got two things in it. Okay, right? go on. Okay. Now... I can taste blackcurrant. Okay. So I think it's got strongbow dark fruit cider in it. I know it's got vodka in it because I accidentally turned around and saw you getting that out. Yeah. But not just any vodka. Fuck, man, this is horrible. Um, well, let me let me get the let me get the one that you was right. So okay, okay. so if I get them right, you'll go and get a bottle. Actually, I, there was no dark fruit in there. This is the vodka. You're oh. correct. Okay, so, um, yeah, I got the vodka right, and it's bison grass, Zubrovka vodka, and... It's actually got a leaf inside, that. Yes, 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 it's very nice stuff. But, um, okay, so, I think, because of the diesel nature of it, (laughs) I think there was whiskey in there. Yes. Yes! Okay, wait, 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 before you bring it over... Okay. I think Scotch whiskey. No. Uh, yes, sorry, yes, yes. Yes, it is. Continue. Okay, so Scotch whiskey and single malt. Yes. Yay! Yes, well done. Winner. Okay, so cool. That's what... uh, Yeah. That's right, man. Yeah, you're right. Put it down on the table. Yeah. Next up, I think that there was some sort of... Because you said that there wasn't 
dark fruits in there. Yeah. Some sort of blackcurrant brandy liqueur. Close. Oh. Actually, yeah, you're pretty much there, to be fair. What is this? Uh, Decoyipa? De Creme de cassis. Creme de cassis. Premium quality spirits and liqueurs distilled with natural ingredients. Very nice. Well, I don't know, double check, have a smell. Is that what you was getting? Yeah, I think got so, two man. Left. You've got two left, it could be the other one. Yeah, that was it. That yeah, was okay. the one, man. That's that one. Right, you've got two left. Okay, um... Fuck, man, how two is there so much? Two more ingredients. <laughs> uh, Pims? Yep. Oh my god. Okay. And one more. Well, I've had all my guesses, so... What's... Wine! <laughs> <laughs> Some white wine. Okay, so, the drink that I just had was creme de cassis, wine, vodka, single malt, <laughs> scotch whiskey, and Pims. Bam! Man, actually, considering it smelt like Satan's anus, it didn't taste that bad. Pretty classy. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> Thanks for that, man. That's the challenge. That's a genuinely new experience. What are you, you going to name that cocktail? I'm going to call it... Um, let's go to my new character. I'm going to call it Tobias's Fun. Tobias's Fun. 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 Yeah, to thumb. Yeah, Sorry, Tobias Nick speaks with an accent. Tobias's Fun. Okay, so that is Tobias's Thumb. In equal measure, wine... Pims, vodka, whiskey, and creme de cassis, and yep. you will have a Tobias's thumb. It's actually not that bad. It smells horrible. Try but it. Tastes alright. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the electro letter. This segment is the electro letters, and this is where we take your electronic mail and convert it. Alchemically into uh, real words, and Some we answer that we your can, can read exactly. We answer your questions <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. All that malarkey. Anyway, round five. Cheers. I'm extremely drunk. I feel. Me too. Yeah. I feel weird. Sorry about that. Um, that drink. I can't remember what I called it now. See, the thing is, right, guys. I don't really drink very much, <sighs> and me neither. As a result, I feel strange. There's better things than drinking. Uh no. Yeah, there is. No, what were we going? I'll tell you about it. No, 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 Please tell me specifically. I'll tell you about it. No, 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 I want to know specifically. BC bud. So the first electro letter comes in from our good friend Stefan Dragonspawn, and he's given us some constructive criticism. He says. I'm greatly enjoying your podcasts, and I found that your last three episodes are much better than the first few ones. I found that the abrupt cuts between your discussions were very distracting, but you seem to have found a nice groove. But don't be afraid to change and continue to evolve. I have a few questions as well. So we'll get to his questions in a sec. Yeah. But what he's saying is that um, originally he thought we were shit. Yeah. And I really don't blame him. No. But what, what baffles me most of all is that Stefan... What do you mean originally we were shit? We're still shit. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not kid everybody. Yeah, like, come on, Stefan. When we actually thought we was doing okay, we decided to get pissed. Yeah, I think he's been very <laughs> diplomatic there, but <laughs> yeah. in reality, what, what he should have said is, you know, at first I thought your podcast was shit, and then they reached a new low when you started doing songs. 
The fact of the matter is, is that it was nice to receive his email and tell us honestly that we were shit to begin with and that we're all right now. I, I, I appreciate that. And, and, and I don't even mind that we're shit now. God, no. I'm so drunk, Nick. No. Oh, you are rambling <laughs> fucking shit. Okay. But right. we would just want to say that it is, it is, was also his birthday recently. So Yesterday. Yeah, happy birthday, Steph. And yeah, but it was yesterday now, but it's not yesterday when the podcast comes That's out. That's true. It depends on how long it takes. Thursday last week. It depends how quickly we get the uh, computer work. The point is, is that... <laughs> you, gets... no, no, don't you tell me to shut up. Look, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, 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 Stefan, you shut up, right? Because <laughs> it may be your birthday, but don't think that you're some fucking cool guy or something, right? Because... You may have a chainsaw. But we don't give a fuck about the chainsaw because... We, we live far away. Exactly. <laughs> so, Stefan, happy birthday. Massive happy birthday and enjoy the chainsaw. Yeah, he got a chainsaw from his birthday, for his birthday. From his birthday. From his birthday, for his husband. Yeah. So, what I want to say to you about that chainsaw is, uh, Stefan, you shouldn't be trusted with that. Give it back to your husband and make sure he returns it for a full refund. Be careful. Okay, so his first question is, uh, there seems to be a lot of homoerotic jokes and comments. Are you guys also gay porn actors and these comments just bleed into your tabletop tats, tats, tabletop twats podcast? Or do you simply yearn to be fabulous fags? Well, first of all, Stefan, uh, fags means cigarettes in uh, England. Second of all, right, uh, yes to all the above. Yeah, we, uh, that's how we met. On the old uh, gay porn, porn circuit. circuit, yeah, yeah, and then we met, and I threw a dice up Nick's bum, and uh, since then we've been best mates. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Tabletop Twats podcast. <laughs> right. What's his second question? His second question is: uh, What was the most memorable character death in your games? Actually, I was thinking about Good this question. earlier, right? And I have to say, the most memorable character death, right, would have to be Jim. Yeah. He was a player character. He was a barber wow. from the Call of Cthulhu universe. Mm -hmm. um, basically, what happened was is that they got transported through time and sent to this oppressive universe where they had to um, do these hard labour jobs for a race of aliens that had taken over the universe. And Jim tried to get out of it. When he was on one of his work placements, all he did was stick his head around the wrong corner and he got his head fucking and it shot off. got served to him on a plate. It was one of those character deaths that was so unpoetic yeah. that it just... It was so memorable because he, he was this character that had been with you guys for so long yeah. and suddenly, out of nowhere, boom, just Gone. dead. Finished. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. And it was so unceremonious. Yeah, yeah. It was disgusting. And we were just like, well, that's Jim gone. And that was it. Move oh, yeah. killed us. You didn't even see him die. And it was just like, it was one of those things where it was like, sort of, okay, he, he was a cool character and, and just seeing him die so instantly was fucking horrible. But even in saying that, like, I've gone on to a, a sort of dark topic, but that's why I think a lot of character deaths are memorable because they tend to be fucking horrible. Yeah. It tends to be these... These characters that somebody's built up for a long time that suddenly die out of fucking nowhere. Birthday boy Stefan DJ Dragonspawn continues. That's the curry. <laughs> yes, guys, the curry that we've ordered has arrived. The wife has uh, been working hard and she's managed to organise a nice curry to be delivered. Do you know what? I think this curry uh, delivery man might be the best curry deliverer man. I wish I could call of Cthulhu him. Like a cube, cube jelly. jelly. 
Okay, right, so read his next question out. Okay, so Stefan's next question is... See, now I'm going to open a beer while we're talking. It's a lively Guinness. That's a great sound bite. <laughs> this has to be the worst radio I've ever made. Nicky, these bits of poppadom that fell on the floor. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> right. So, he continues. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Um, right, so, new superpower. Right, what would we have as a superpower? I would have a invisibility power. Everyone loves that. It's the classic. It's the classic. I would use that to spy on my enemies and then kill them. Liar. You go check out. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not getting into that. Um, I like the zone of truth. I think I'd just drop that whenever I want. Zone to. of truth. So you'd be able to make people tell the truth. Yeah. It's a good power, but... Um, Especially talking to your boss. You wouldn't be able to see naked women with it, Nick. Uh, true. So, uh, not good power. That's true. Oh, I've had a sudden... I've had a sudden... <laughs> I've had a sudden drunkenness. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, shit, come on, focus. Right, focus. That's why I put my glasses on. Right, okay. Um, right, and, he, and his last question is a cracker. Um, okay, in a fight between naked, greased-up Gary Big Mac McCullum and Jamie Pearson, who would be the most turned on by that? Harrison, Nick, or myself? Definitely Nick. Um, Nick is a gay gentleman who <laughs> married a woman called Carmen because she has men in her name. <laughs> Fuck off. He continues. The last question was a trick question because nobody would ter be turned on by that. Just the thought of it would make you want to stab your brain with a chopstick. He's absolutely right, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. I would never want to see that. And what would he say there? He closes with, keep podcasting, you wankers. Okay, thank you. Um, it's slightly <laughs> insulting, but don't worry about that. Uh, we're fine. Okay, cool. Doesn't my feelings at all. That's kind of far out. Mazes and monsters is a far out game. Okay, I'm going to read this next question. And I'm a bit drunk as well. Shut this up. This is a nightmare. Stop talking. It comes from Eli Kurtz, the man with the cool hair. Okay, he says, I know a lot of people add to the immersion of the game with props in Savage Worlds especially. Custom cards and bennies are a big deal, but maps scrawled on parchment and elaborate mini terrain are common everywhere. How can we add immersion on a budget? What can we make slash bring to the table so our immersion isn't limited to strictly roleplay? You want to add immersion with, on a budget? Use music, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is that YouTube or, or SoundCloud or whatever, there there are players. There's dedicated on there. websites as well. Exactly, exactly for Get that. Get some good music that, that that heightens the immersion, right? Because people. Well, it's just some background stuff, nothing crazy, but just some background stuff that will help people get into it. Mm -hmm. And you can do this with little soundscapes as well. I don't know what they're fucking called, but the fact of the matter is, uh, I, I don't know what they're fucking called, but you can get like things that, you know, do rain or, um, you know, fucking lightning or something. Well, shit. I started my one with just bird calls and like forest sounds because you guys were starting in a campsite. Yeah, absolutely. And people do those, you know, tea-stained, burnt maps and stuff like that. Yeah. That's always a good, you did. A good shout. Yeah, I did it. And I, I did it as an in-universe prop and it stuff. It was brilliant. Like, you can do that kind of thing. If you want to add to role-play and immersion on a budget, 
I would say without a doubt use music and sounds that yeah. that's that's the cheapest way of doing shit I mean yeah there are certainly props like giant maps and and you know 3d maps and and props and shit like that but you don't need that you know mm. you just get cause you, you just get some music you know get that going you get people into the mood in it yeah in, in yeah. Cthulhu just type in YouTube just put on horror music playlist yeah or some shit like that and instantly people will get into the game a bit more no, no, I'm not going to read Yeah, that. no, read the next one. Yeah, yeah. What? Who's the next one? Wait, wait, wait. Should I read the next one? Okay, so the next one comes in from Frank Turfler. Wow. He says, props, use them or not, what is exactly considered a prop? Now, everything's fucking considered a prop. A map is a prop. You yep. don't even need a fucking map. You can just describe the surroundings to your party if you want. Everything is considered a prop that isn't entirely necessary. But props, use them or not, definitely use them if you have the budget. Yeah. If you don't, don't worry about it. I mean, people love a fucking cool map. Yeah. Or, you know, you can get those Dwarven Forge tiles that you can put together. People love that shit because they look cool. Like, of course use them if you have them. But if you don't, it shouldn't detract from it in any way. But if you do have it, it should make it cool, you know. When we've had, when we've had minis, especially when the minis actually correspond with the character that we're playing and we've got a cool map going on and it, it really does help with with the game but at the same time you don't it's not it's not entirely necessary yeah if you can do it do do it it's, it's, it's because fun. it helps it's fun yeah. and um you know painted miniatures as well you know we paint some of our yeah. miniatures and yeah we're, we're we're quite proud of them and stuff and you bring one of those out and it really heightens the sense of immersion because you look down at the the board or, or the map or whatever you've drawn and you see the character that's painted and you know who exactly well, who they are. was perfect. Alan's uh, mini yeah, exactly. that you managed to find was spot on. In fact, actually, he does it in a pretty cool way where he goes backwards and he actually buys a mini first and looks at the mini, then makes the character yeah. based on it so that it fits perfectly. And it does, and when, and when it gets put out onto the map, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah, you just think, oh, that's so cool, it actually yeah. is the guy. How did you do you know that? I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And um, yeah, so if you can use props, absolutely do, because I find that if you're a DM and you've got some props, people just enjoy them, innit? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good... And it doesn't matter if it's exactly what you're trying to represent, as long as it signifies it, it adds more to it than you were just talking about it. Precisely. So, so. And in that same regard, you know, drawing a cool map, if you have the time... Do yeah, absolutely. but don't be shy to throw something out. Exactly. If, if you can do it, do it. You know, it's cool. I, I find that if you if you take the time and draw a map that gets people going, oh, shit, wow, that's amazing. Look people, at that little bit at the bottom. What is that? And you're like, well, I don't really know. Yeah, and people get more, uh, and people get more into it because they want to give respect to the amount of work yeah. you've put in yeah. as well. But Frank Turfler, he, he um, follows up with, I'm currently reading The Art of Immersion by Frank Rose, which gives some good insight into immersion in storytelling. For me, it has raised the question, how can we contribute to immersion while away from the gaming table? Ooh, good question. This has come up quite a lot in our group, actually, because um, what I used to do, um, we very, very rarely take breaks from our group. We play every week. Yeah. And... Um, we don't like to take breaks, so uh, the few times that I have was when I was DMing and I was on holiday, yeah. right? So I went to Morocco, and while I was there, 
I think I, we were away at the same time, which was like, oh, well, yeah, exactly. You yeah. were in Spain and I was in Morocco. So what I did was I said, um, I put something out there and gave the guys a little bit of freedom and said, okay, so I will write a backstory on any character that you choose from the universe. It can be anyone, minor or major, and you can pick any character that you want and I will write a story about it. So what I did while I was on holiday, I was lounging on the sunbed, I wrote these uh, cool stories up and posted them on our Facebook group and so, so that people could read them. Mm-hmm. So that while they weren't playing, they felt like they had something to sink their teeth The world was still going along as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did a backstory on your guy's boss during the Cthulhu campaign and during the Pathfinder one when they were in the Alice in Wonderland environment, I did a backstory on Alice and when she was in the Mental Institute and stuff. And I felt like at least, at the very least, right, while you're not at the table, you've kept a little bit going. Yeah, it's a little bit of a nugget to keep people going. Yeah, and I said, if anyone wants to write up their backstory, add something to it. Yeah, like their their actual characters, then please do. You know, and we had uh, you guys all wrote a a more in depth, complicated backstory for all your characters for all of us to read while we were not playing. Okay, and our next question is from Eric Man Lamaru. It's the big lamb, the big lamo. Eric Lamb Mamamamamaru. Mamaru. His question is. What's the difference between immersion and emulation? Um, immolation is when something is on fire. Fire, yeah, I thought it was. Um, immersion is entirely different. Immersion heat. Now, I think, Eric, you should stop mucking around because <laughs> this is a serious podcast. All right? Cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, his next question is, why strive for immersion when your group wants to crack jokes all the time? Well, actually, I saw this question before, and I would argue that we don't want to crack jokes all the time, okay? We This may be a comedy podcast, in air quotes, you know, it's not actually funny, but this may be a comedy podcast, and we often share the funniest stories of what happened to us in our RPGs because those are funny to share. But in reality, we have very, very diverse games. We tend to have ones that are very um, believable and and have these really extensive universes and things like that it just so happens that within those universes a lot of comedy happens yeah um and as a result we you know we do really really um strive for immersion and um people getting into the game but it just so happens that in reality we you know a lot of comedy happens and we like to share that with people because it's funny and, and and stuff like that but you know, we don't want to joke all the time. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you had a jo- if you, if you had a game where everyone was joking all the time, it would fucking suck. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we strive for immersion because we like believable worlds, basically. Yeah, you buy into it, don't you? Exactly. And yeah, that's all of them. So that's all the questions for this week. I want to say thank you to everyone that sent a question in and... Thanks please. for listening this long. Exactly. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We've had too much to drink. I've got a headache, yeah. Um, but thank you anyway for them. listening and keep your questions coming in because we love them. We love answering your questions. Yeah. And um, I love all the listeners. We love them all. Hey, this is Kanye West. I listen to the Tabletop Twats. Oh, yeah. Check my flow. So this part of the podcast, we like to plug one of our Nerds International friends because we are part of a group, Nick, 
yes, of amazing individuals who um, like-minded, like-minded pioneers, pioneers of a new art form, very unexplored. Yeah. And this week we want to talk about the Fighting Ravens. Now, who are the Fighting Ravens, Nick? Now, the Fighting Ravens are a bunch of crazy guys and girls um, that have started up at a very reasonable time. For us, isn't it? Yeah, actually, yeah. It's, it's like one in the afternoon, which we like. It so really works well for us. That's why yeah. we want to talk about it. Because yeah, because we can actually it's, watch. It's all about the timing, yeah. um, I feel. And um, the content, you know, not so great. But the timing, <laughs> the timing is great. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. No, the content is fucking amazing. The Fighting Ravens is a East Texas University setting. Yep, for, yeah, within Savage Worlds. And Paranormal meets uh, fucking, I don't know, high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. X-Files, it, yeah. It's always hilariously funny. Yeah. It's DM'd by Jamie. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, Jamie is a very, very good DM. He's, he's also extremely funny and a really, really nice guy. And we would love him just to get more more views on the Fighting Ravens because it is fucking awesome. Yeah. And you guys should be listening to it. And really if you're not, man. you know, I'm I'm genuinely disappointed in you. And you need to grow the fuck up and start <laughs> fucking thinking about your Taking life. this seriously. Because it's not a game. Not a game. Szia! Az én nevem Alan Rickman. És amikor épnem a galaxis mentem meg, tabletop twats hallgatok. Wow. Jesus crazies. We've had, we've had... We've had takeaway. We've had. We started in the pub. We I had some beers. Fuck. It's I not even that late, and I know. feel fucking well pissed. You know what? I don't think we should have done this. I don't think we should have done this. <laughs> you said it was a good idea. No, I didn't. I said it was a bad idea, uh, but we should do it anyway. Yes. And now we've done it. I regret everything. Now I've got a headache. Look, I'm sorry that we drank during this podcast. Okay? Yeah. It was a bad. We've done uh, a bad. Oops. Don't ever do that. Uh, and we took on a really serious subject and got pissed while we was doing it. And and we, you know, there's going to be a lot of waffling in this podcast. A lot of yeah. oh shit. A lot of love. I just want to say it's all Nick's fault. And secondly, secondly, Nick, where the fuck do you get off making a podcast while you're drunk? We're supposed to be professionals. Ugh. I'm so sorry, well, everyone. Sorry, it's Friday night, what can we do? But nonetheless, there remains one thing to be said, one thing that will unite us all. So every week, we like to give you guys a subject to meditate on before the next podcast. Something to think about before the next one comes up and that we can discuss next week. So this week, could a lightsaber cut through adamantium? Ooh. Yes, that's the subject for the week. And we have one last thing to say, Nick. Chicken McBosh. <laughs> See Where are we? Is this a hospital? Oh, it smells like one. It certainly does, Nick. Listen, we may be injured, but our mission still stands. We have to kill Harrison. Yes, we do. But listen, he's going to have all of his watchers on us. He's going to have upped security. We need to find him and get to him at a place where where he's vulnerable. We can't, we can't, we can't stay out in the open like we have been now because. Let's be honest, Nick, you fucked it all up. Mate, come on. You the did! You did, you with the acid and the shit! Yeah. 
Okay. You're you're a disaster, Nick, and I'm, I'm I, honestly I'm sorry that I have to work with you, but nonetheless, we've got to take this piece of shit down. We've got to get him. We've got to stop him. How do we do it? Come up with a plan right now. Look, we need to get him when he least expects it. Yes, that's obvious, but come up with an actual plan when he's when he's at home. Maybe we can we can get him when he's asleep. I've got an idea. Yes. We go to his house. We cause a power surge in the local area, and then we go to his house pretending to be electricians. I'm an electrician. You're an electrician? Yes. Fuck me, this might just work. Okay, we go to his house when he's least expecting it, and we cause a power surge in the area by taking down a local power node, and then we go to his house and kill him pretending to be electricians. The only trouble is he's seen our face, so we'd need to wear masks of some sort. Where can we get masks from? From a mask shop. Let's go! I've got to be honest with you, Nick. This plan probably isn't all there because this morphine is making me feel bloody brilliant. Are we going to just discharge ourselves now? Uh, well, I'm going to stay here on the morphine for a bit. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. We've got important things to do. I don't feel too good. Shut up! Well, it's, there's plans to be made. <sighs> Sir, could you please get back into your bed? No! Sir, come on, you, you, you've got to stay, you've got to rest, the doctor said so. I'll tell you when to shut up.